That's a wrap for Stand Up Memories season number one. We did a whole season. It was a whole season and it was great. And now we've got the best of Stand Up Memories coming right at you in this episode. You're known for your catchphrase after doing a great joke and getting a big laugh, turning the crowd and going, come on! And I was thinking, can other occupations do this? Can a doctor finish a successful operation, step back and look at everybody in the operating room and go, come on! <laughs> That's funny, I love that. Where did the come on come you from? You know what? I don't know, I'm pretty sure I didn't do it in my band, but I, when we, when I started producing shows on Long Island, there were no comedy clubs, you know. Yeah. And you have to get the people's attention. They, you know, they'd be drinking and doing whatever. I mean, I remember climbing up and turning off the hockey games and yeah. lucky I got away with my life. And I think I just screamed like Joe Mullen down in Fort Lauderdale comic strip used to love to watch me. And when I'd yell, come on, he, he would turn to the other guys and say, he will not be denied. <laughs> right? There's one guy at a place in Lake Apotcom, those Palazzo's oh. gigs, that, that really was the Wild West, you know, in the barrooms. And I was on stage playing something, joke man, and some guy way in the back goes, Jackie, where's your license plate? And I said, I don't know. Anyone like this? <laughs> and he took off, and I was like, I was, I, and people told me like a couple weeks later, they went into that bar. You know how the bartender has crap behind it? My license plate was just up there, you know. So joke man. Joke man, it was so oh. much fun, so much fun. Oh, so you drove home without a license plate. So, yeah, oh. I don't know if it was from the front or the back, but it just, it just. <laughs> and I have a, a true story about Jerry Seinfeld and starting out in comedy and how rough it can be. I would go on stage at two in the morning. I went on at quarter to three in the morning once at the comic strip because they were- Three people here, four three, people here. Not even, just three people. Three people. If there was anybody there, the comic strip knew what they had and they were developing comedians. So I go up and there's three people there. And I'm up on stage and I'm new and I'm doing my quote unquote material, if you can call it that. And the lights were in my eyes and I couldn't see, but those three people got up quietly and left. There was no waitress in the room. There was nobody in the room. But I didn't know that the audience left. I wasn't getting laughs, but I didn't get laughs anyway. I just kept going. Jackie, nothing had changed. I, nothing had changed. I kept going. I kept going. And at the comic strip, there was a little window you could look into the room, and Seinfeld was hanging out of the bar, looked through the window, sees that I'm performing to nobody, and I will never, ever forget this as long as I live. He walked down the aisle to the side of the stage where I noticed him, and he looked at me and he said, hey man, there's nobody here. <laughs> and I just went, oh, okay. Uh, I w so when comics complain, I perform to two people or three people, you I perform to nobody. You got the trump card. I beat that. I am married to a stand-up comedian. You know her, Peaches Rodriguez. One of our biggest fights ever. I'm booked at a hotel in the Catskills. She goes with me for the ride. They switched me out of the room I was supposed to be in. There was some confusion about 
the room being booked or what's it. And they move me into the disco where people are dancing and having a blast, but they booked a comic, so they turn off the music. Everybody is told to oh, sit well, down. You, I'm sorry, when you said change the room, I thought they gave they you a nice me. suite and No, 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 they moved my, the, the, the place where, where the, you're where performing. The, where I was performing, they moved me to the disco. And, and, and they're dancing and having a blast, and they turn it all off, and they say, here's a comic. And I go up, and, I'm, and I had to do half an hour, and they didn't, they hated me. They wanted to dance. I understand where they were coming from. I tried crowd work. I tried my material. I went back to the crowd work. I tried, I couldn't get a laugh. I couldn't get them, Jackie. And the you, longest half hour the of your life. The longest half hour of my life, and I'm, you know, the sweating and the, and the horrible feeling that you're going to have to leave show business. And I get off stage. I finish the time. I sit down next to my wife, Peaches Rodriguez, and that horrible feeling, and every comic knows it. Oh, oh. And she turns to me and she goes, you know, I think I could have got him. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding Talk me? Talk about making a bad... <laughs> The worst possible thing you could say. This is Jackie Mason. We're brand new comics, and this is Jackie Mason. And like, we're still a little gaga. You know, I haven't been away with Rodney yet. This is a big deal. And he's sitting in the chair, and Minervini and me and Barry Mitchell are sitting at his feet, literally <laughs> tossing ideas. And he's standing like, like that, that's a good idea, I don't know. And, and I said something, I would give anything to know what I said. And he said, you just thought of that? I said, yeah, that just came out of your head. You just, that thought came into you and you thought that right now. I said, yeah, it's just, you know, he said, my friend, that's genius. You're a genius. And I'm like, Jesus, I've been doing this for six months and Jackie Mason is calling me a genius. That you're sitting there and we're talking about this and you thought of that, you thought of that right then there. I said, yeah, you are, my friend, you are a genius. We should go to the deli. Let's go get some sandwiches. And we get up and we walk to the elevator. And it's an old building where the door opens and the elevator has the lattice. And the elevator operator pulls open the lattice and we go in the elevator. The elevator operator closes the lattice, closes the door, and we go down to the first floor. And as we're getting out of the elevator, Mason says to the elevator operator, you just brought us down here from up there. You, my friend, are a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I did gigs with Eddie Murphy for $40 and hopefully a cheeseburger if the cook has time in New Jersey. And we'd come back over the Throg's Neck, Neck Bridge and he would fake that he's asleep so he didn't have to chip in for the 75 cent back in those days. Uh, you know, toll, the, the story, but, but he was. I, I would love to blame him for that, but he wasn't the only one that feigned being asleep. <laughs> Or we used to call it in high school, we used to call it the Midtown Tunnel Reach. When you come up the Midtown <laughs> Tunnel, it was 25 cents and guys would pretend they couldn't get the hand in their pocket, you know. So in the, at the, in the East Side Comedy Club in the back room, Eddie took me aside. He goes, you know, I'm going to Nassau Community College and I'm wondering if I should quit, drop out and focus on my career. 
And Peter Bales gave some wise advice. Eddie, stay in school. You need something to fall back on. <laughs> I, because I really wanted to help him do the right thing for his life. Well, I will, I will match you with... Uh, <laughs> I was doing my second album at the East Side, eventually called Going Ape, which in another podcast we will discuss how crazy that whole thing was. But I had the microphones hanging and I was recording for my second album. And Eddie came up to me and said, Jack, you have an album? I said, yeah, I'm doing another one tonight. You're doing a second album? I want to have an album, Jack. And I said, I'd love to help you, Eddie, but I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, they just saw a good sampling of season one. They can only anticipate how great the upcoming season will be. Who we got, Danny? We have Danny McKenna from, I think, the best comedy club that ever existed yes. in New Jersey. Everybody famous went through there, and he's got stories, stories nobody has heard before. Great about, character, manager extraordinaire, uh, Rory Rosegarten joined us for a bunch of shows. And he Ray Romano's manager, guy. executive producer for everybody. And oh. we had Dave Criblet, a journalist oh, who's been around Long Island for 37 years. All good friends of ours, all good fun, lots of stories, John lots Blen. of silliness. John Blen, we had Long Island historian and writer, entrepreneur. Was he, here? he was here. John Blen was here. I was here. Why we would had you so ask? much. We had so much fun doing season two, and it's coming out for you. Great stuff. Great, great stuff.